When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Talking the team hailing from the mighty Waikato. It's Chiefs Mana with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. It's 28 away from 8 and it is Chiefs Mana. Carmo Kid is in the house. G'day uh, Ian, how you doing mate? I'm doing very well. Ricardo pumped up after the weekend of course. Yeah. Top of the table aren't we? Top of the table mate. Great win. Great win. You take that every day of the week. I know a man who will be happy uh, about that. That first, that first up performance is uh, the Fords coach from the Chiefs, uh, Nick White. How you doing, Nick? Yeah, good. Thanks. Good. Good. That's a story, mate. I mean, I, uh, I think most people watching that game will be still trying to be scratching their heads, trying to figure out how you only won by ten because you you look like the much better team. Yeah, we we um, we we did play. Uh, uh, pretty well, but we just unfortunately couldn't uh, convert some of our opportunities. We sort of, um, you know, to the Highlanders' credit, too, they hung in there, but um, a couple of line-outs and a couple of tries that we possibly should have scored, we just didn't. So um, plenty to work on, but it was a pretty positive start, though, all in all. Nick Kama here, champ. How are you? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, very good. Look, we'll get into the game because I know a lot of people want to hear about the game, but I want to start with individuals starting with in the pre-season with some of you All Blacks, in particular Sam Kane. The guy went uh, 80 minutes. What a great shift he put out there. He was relentless all the way through. And you must be pleasing to see these All Blacks who don't normally come back in round one um, dedicate so much time to their fitness on the off-season and produce what they did first week. Yeah, no, Sam, um, Sam, he did. He would have a great effort on Saturday. He actually came back a little bit earlier. Obviously, uh, last year he didn't play a lot of play a lot of footy due to his injury. So he actually got himself in early and got a bit of got a bit of a hit of the game. So um, he was pretty rearing to go. So it was good to see see that. And a lot of the other boys, um, you know, they've been in a, a little while. Um, Guzzler did bloody well too to get through sixty odd minutes. So. Um, yeah, it's sort of everyone's itching to go. You know, you can only train by yourself, or uh, you know, all the preseason stuff. It you can it sort of wears thin pretty, pretty quickly. So the more you can get in with your teammates and get out in the field, the better it is. Okay, mate, into the game. We're going to go straight to the scrums as you do. Um, I mean, I should have gone the lineouts, but we'll start with the positives. Um, pe- people are watching the game this year. Slim will be maybe aware or not aware. The referees are trying to speed up uh, the set phase, in particular the scrums. Have you had to adapt at all to getting there early, setting up and getting your head on? Oh, I think it's good. We we try and do that anyway. Like we try and uh, we don't like to muck around because it's um, you know it's it's not it's not good for anyone, and it's um, especially the spectators. But um, yeah, we we have a sort of a point of actually trying to get there and get set up early, a little bit like the old days, get there and. You know, take a breath and get set up. So, um, 
you put the pressure on the opposition to get going. So um, I think it's a good it's a good move. It's it's good. We don't want to be mucking around, you know, heaving and breathing and um, taking time to reset and all that sort of stuff. You just need to get in and get it done. Mate, you would have analysed this more than me. I did have some viewpoints myself watching the game, but uh, three or four, maybe a bit more in the latter the second half of the game, the lineouts went a bit awry. What did you guys decipher after rewatching the game? Oh, I think I think a couple um, we cocked up. One of the boys missed a call, and then Guzler used a, an excuse. The sun was in his eyes, and then I think the other couple, the, which was it's good to see. There's guys, um, you know, like you, you know more about it than me, Camo. But guys are actually getting up in the lineout and giving themselves a chance to. Uh, snaffle the ball so um, the Highlanders did that quite well but it was a little bit of a pity too because three three I think three of those line outs were inside the our um, attacking 22 so you know there's three opportunities we must have a crack so it's a it's a really important phase of the game that we need to sort out because you can't you sort of get all that effort to get down there and then you turn it over and have to start all over again so the boys would be pretty keen to get that going again. Yeah, i got to say, Nick, I was desperate while watching the game to try and blame the hooker on all occasions like I did <laughs> back in the days, but I actually couldn't blame the hooker on any of those occasions. And you're right about miscommunication. I'm not sure about the sun and that one on the 22 for Guzzler because he, he just got up too late on that occasion. So maybe a timing issue, which unfortunately means you can't really work on it in game sense uh, this weekend, um, Moana Pacifica game, of course, postponed. So what's the team's thoughts in terms of going about their, their week and preparations this week, and what will you be doing come the weekend? Oh, I think sort of the back end of the week, there'll be, um, you know, we'll still train, still train um, train today, and then Thursday and Friday, there'll still be a, um, there'll be a bit of heat in the back end of the week, so it's sort of... Obviously not like a game, but we certainly put put ourselves through the paces, and um, um, and then so we're ready to go for the following week against the Blues because it's a you know a, like it's it's a long time between games, and especially at the start of the year, the boys still some boys are still trying to get their game fitness up and, and general fitness going, so it's important that we still keep trucking away and um, you know trying to get as close to those game game scenarios as we can at um, at training. So it's pretty, it's a big week still. And Nick, a question for you, mate. Um, given Carmo's uh, career and the hookers that were throwing to him were Fitzy and Gats most of the time, how much luck do you reckon he had shifting the blame? <laughs> oh, oh, it's always the hookers' fault, mate. It's, it's never, it's never the jumpers, it's never the lifters, mate. It's, it's, there's never any chance of uh, hookers getting out of that one, was there? No. Hey, Nick, I know you're fairly old school, and there's some old school coaches in, in the box. Up there, Joshuani, may he look like he was made to be in a Chiefs jersey. He looked fantastic out there. Was, uh, he's been a Chiefs man his whole life. Is there any – you've got to have a few deputants, actually, um, for the listeners. Is there any initiation, any welcome to the club uh, rituals that the team does for these new fellas? Oh, I think that probably hasn't changed too much, Carmo, to a point. You know, they still have to um, – reward themselves with a great effort with a couple of beers after the game and that sort of thing so um, no, nothing too nothing outside of that uh, I think it's uh, more the provincial stuff where you got to wear the old blazers and the, the bomber jackets and stuff like that but just uh, the, this day and age I think it's um, yeah the boys just have a couple of quiets very well 
not quite. It's real, really quick beers after the game and uh, uh, get them down them and then move on. So uh, nothing, nothing too major, but they still, it's, it's an important thing to um, recognise. It's a, it's a great uh, achievement to get your first game for the Chiefs and the boys. Uh, that is a special occasion. That's for hey, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And tell us about just before you're about to leave it. Of course, this uh, Queenstown. Uh, bubble has been great to have the boys twenty four seven. I mean, I know you can't talk code the whole time, but to, to be in that environment away from any distractions, uh, it must have really brought the team together pretty well. Yeah, I, I think I think it's um, you know like obviously the boys would uh, love to be at home with their families and stuff, and um, but you do when you are together, you get a lot like a, the old team bonding. You get to know there's a few different boys that have come in this year, so you get to spend a bit of time with each other and um, I know they haven't, um, you know, had, you're not out touring around the place. They've had a few rounds of, of golf, I think, together, but um, it has been good and especially at the start of the year as you get a few of your, um, you know, your plays and your, your line-outs and, and team patterns, you, you get a bit more time to spend on that when you're all in together. So, you know, hopefully there's a, uh, a good side to come out of all of this and, you um, Look back and think it was, um, you know, it wasn't what it wasn't a, a bad thing after all, having to spend a bit of time together at the start of the season. Well, I talked to uh, Leon McDonald yesterday, Nick, and uh, he said that uh, it got to the point with the Blues that even the guys that didn't play golf were playing golf uh, because they just <laughs> to get out and do something different. Uh, what's your what was your handicap like when you got there, and what is it like now? Oh, my my handicap's not that that flash, mate. I've always tried to play right-handed, been left-handed. So um, my biggest thing is putting divots back in the ground. So uh, um, that's about the gist of it at the moment. <laughs> my handicap's my golf my golf game, pretty much. I think uh, I think uh, it sounds like you're there with me, mate. Well, the unfortunate thing about um, yeah. Queenstown, though, if you're not playing golf, the alternative is to jump off a bridge. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And that's not yeah, much I'll... fun for most of us either. <laughs> no. No, no, I'm certainly having uh, two feet on the ground, that's for sure. I'm not into that sort of stuff. (laughs) Hey, good stuff, Nick. Thanks very much for coming on, man, and having a chat on uh, Chief Smarter with uh, Carmel and myself. Really appreciate it. Uh, Safe journey back home, mate, and, uh, you know, uh, fingers crossed we can get this uh, season kick-started properly and uh, and, and look forward to seeing you guys back underway next weekend, eh? Yep, sounds good. It'll all turn out for the good, I'm sure. It'll It'll be bloody good in the end, so it'll be... Full steam ahead soon. Yeah, it will be. Good stuff. Uh, there you go, Nick White with us there from the Chiefs camp uh, talking uh, a few things, giving you some insights there, uh, Come on, It's actually, it's funny, I was watching the game from the couch at home and that whole no fans in the ground, you could hear everything. And at one point I heard what he was talking about when Guzzler said, the sun in my eyes, and you could hear the referee as clear as day drop an F-bomb and go, yeah, it sounds Bad, it? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look too bad at the Wakatubi Rugby Club because it is a club ground and it's a beautiful setting and I guess it's pretty unique for the players. They kind of got into it, but, man, I felt sorry for the, the Crusaders and the Hurricanes guys at Forsyth Bar. Just a, I mean, it's a beautiful stadium, don't get me wrong, but all stadiums, when there's no crowds in there, Ricardo is soulless. They need energy, they need hype, they need some some vibe about the place, and then the players can feed off that and really excel and do what they do. They're entertainers, uh, these players. But, you know, in Wakatibu, I guess, it was almost it was club pre-season stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, which is really hard, disappointing, but it is what it is. Uh, that's the way it is, and the players need to get their heads around that. And the, the teams and the individuals that get their heads around it quicker than the others 
will excel. Yeah, they will. They will. And I've got a question for you, which we're going to get to after this next break, about exactly that and about how you mentally get yourself up when you're playing somewhere that maybe isn't the environment you're used to for big games. So we'll get to that. And also, don't forget, uh, we have a phone number 0800 150 811 or a text line 8833. We've got Carmo with us through till 8 o'clock. Anything you want to ask here on Chiefs Mana, come through with us and we'll get you on and you can ask that question to Carmo yourself here on Chiefs Mana. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Chiefs Mana, talking Chiefs rugby with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, it's uh, 12 away from 8 here on SENZ. This is Chiefs Mana. We've got Ian Jones with us through until 8 o'clock. 0800 150 811 or 8833. If you've got a question for Carmo, you can uh, you can ask him yourself or you can get me to put it to him for you. Now, Carmo, I, I talked to Jeff Wilson about this in the in the, in the the Super South uh, half hour. As a player, if you've got a, what is a big game, first round of the, of the Super Rugby, right? It's a big game. You're used to that being in a big stadium with a big crowd and everything. How do you mentally, as a player, prepare yourself when it's not, when it's in a situation like we saw in Queenstown? And what sort of situations have you been in maybe in your career like that? Um, I've never played in a situation like that in Queenstown where I have this unique venue like uh, Wakatipi Rugby Club. So the first time you're playing there, this amazing kind of the bowl that they played in. So I haven't been in that situation, but if I was in that situation, Ricardo, I'd just really amp myself up. What an amazing opportunity. It's the first time I've played here. What a spectacular venue to play in. And I convince myself and make myself play at a level or try you know, mentally get myself to a level that this is a game where I need to excel in. I always kind of thought that whether there's 60,000 people there or, and I've played in plenty of crowds with only 500 people, believe me, I've played for Northland. Um, and there's plenty of times that there weren't many people in the stands. But, mate, in my head, I never kind of thought like that. Like, I love the crowd because there's that white noise, there's that buzz, and you feed off the crowd. No question. So crowds are good, but they're not there. I just have a standard, if you know what I mean, and I would never – want to drop myself below that standard. Look at Sam Kane, all-black captain. Um, absolutely, first game back for a long time. Most people could expect him to play 60 minutes at a lower level. Mate, the guy played for 80 minutes at an all-black captain level. He was outstanding in the weekend, and that's kind of the level of professionalism uh, I think I would have brought to that game, but definitely Sam did, and what will rub off on the others. I mean, look what Brody did, look what some of the other yeah. players did bring themselves up to Sam Kane's level, not Sam dropping down to other levels. So I think that's how I would have convinced myself in my head. But I haven't got a very big brain, Ricardo, so (laughs) it doesn't take a lot of convincing uh, where you are. Right. You said that, not me. Uh, um, Now, uh, we should talk Guzzler, actually. I mean, I know you love talking locks. Yeah. Um, What did you make of him, uh, second receiver, almost seagulling it, and then uh, the, the flick back pass? Well, mate, I mean, it's outstanding. There's, there's no question about that. A special play from a special player, right? And, I, and the thing that really marvels me about a guy like Brody Retallick doing that, but there's multiple players that can do that. They they have the confidence to do it. Uh, they have the confidence, and I, I guess, the direction from the coaching staff to be able to do that, express themselves. He saw the vision. He took on, you know, attracted three Hollanders players. He knew there's a supporting player looping around him. He knew he could offload it, someone would catch it. All of that, he had that great game understanding, but he also was allowed to do that, confidence to do that. So that what really stood out in that particular play. But outside of that, which is just one moment 
of his 60-odd minutes performance, what should really please Chiefs and All Blacks fans is the core work that he did. Yeah, he spilt that line out on the 22 on the attack because of the sun. <laughs> it wasn't the sun. He just jumped too late. Yeah. I, I, a couple of times in the All Black, uh, when, when the Chiefs lost the line out, so it was just a timing issue. The ball was thrown in brilliantly. We were just getting up in the air a little bit too late. And, the, and another time we, we struggled at line out time, as because they're getting cut off, Gareth Evans cut off once, and we just got to. Chiefs just have to learn to check the player. You know, if, if the ball is going over your head, you have to check the player so your position can't compete for the ball because you know it's going towards the middle of the tail. So that was the other uh, scenario that I know the Chiefs coaching staff would have looked on. But I mean, his core work of the scrums, brilliant. He's getting a little bit more aggressive. I think at the rucks, which yep. is great. We need Brody Retallick to be aggressive. We need him to be niggly. We need him to sort of frustrate the opposition because when they're frustrated and trying to get Brody Retallick and not doing what they should be doing. Mm. Uh, so that one should be more pleasing than the beautiful offload that he did. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what it reminded me of? Um, it reminded me, and it's the same sort of position that he used to play towards the end of his All Black career, was, it was a Kieran Reid run. It was Kieran. It was Kieran Reid position as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, Kieran Reid was normally down that kind of right hand flank, yeah. and we had Liam Messon when they were in tandem on that left hand flank, and that's beautiful the way they used to do it. And the ball players, uh, Kieran Reid, Brody Retallick, and I think Brody Retallick's normally at his best when he is a second play runner, not yeah. not not. Often the All Blacks last year, and the Chiefs were a bit. He was just the, the take it up man, carded up, bang, and if you can offload, brilliant. If he can't, well, he normally gets over the gain line, but when he's that second receiver, he's often targeting smaller defenders. Yeah, uh, He has more room to do his offload. He tracks like we saw those multiple defenders. And when you attract three defenders on one player, well, I mean, the mathematics speak for itself, don't they, Ricardo? There has to be an overlap somewhere. That's really pleased me about the Chiefs was the width that they played with. We talked last week, I thought about their condensed um, midfield attack, and they had that Quintu Pai who was holding the opposition, and when Quintu Pai is running so hard, he holds the defence, which means that Joshuaani could could use that width and the beautiful path, and that's kind of how they exploited, I thought, that rush defence of the Highlanders. Yeah, no, I think you've explained that beautifully, actually. It's exactly what we saw, and uh, hopefully we'll see more of it in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, before we go, Carmo, need to get your predictions yep. uh, for this weekend. Of course, uh, Highlanders Crusaders Friday night. Uh, Highlanders will be looking to bounce back, and Crusaders probably... Won't be that happy with the amount of points they gave away. No, they won't be. But they've traditionally been quite a slow starting side, aren't they? They know the importance of early wins, of course. They know the importance of finishing uh, the top of the table, so they ho- have home advantage. So I don't see them changing uh, too much. I've gone Crusaders in Crus- that one. Crusaders. What about Waratahs Reds? Uh, Reds for sure. Reds. Um, mate, they're pretty dire to be honest. Some of those Aussie <laughs> games. <laughs> I have to be frank. Um, uh, the Warren Towers were jumping up and down like they won the World Cup, but no, I think the Reds will win that one. Yeah, Reds, all right. Uh, Brumbies, Fiji, Drua. Yeah, I went to Brumbies as my lay down in Mazia last week and, and, and only, only just got through, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. But uh, the Drua are wonderful, like Moana Pacifica. They're going to find it hard to, to live up the intensity week in, week out. So Brumbies in that one. Yeah, well, Brumbies, I'll tell you this stat, 98% of people playing our game picked the Brumbies. So you weren't the only one, so don't feel, don't feel bad. Well, 98% I, were right. They were right, they were right. Uh, now, uh, Chiefs Moana Pacifica is obviously uh, postponed. What about the Rebels force. Yeah, I've actually gone the force yeah. in this one um, because I didn't think the, 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 you know, the Rebels not that good against the Reds. The force 
push the Brumbies. They've gone the fours. I've also gone your blues to round it out. My lay down is here for this one. For the other competition is the Crusaders. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You heard it here on Chiefs Mana from Carmo. Uh, we do it every Tuesday night, 7.30 to 8 o'clock. You can catch us right here on SENZ. Carmo, thanks for coming in again. Thank you very much, Ricardo. Go well. Good luck to all the teams out there. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.